This is a Rooster Teeth production. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Working from home? Protect your sensitive data with an extra layer of security at expressvpn.com slash rooster. Big thank you to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rooster Podcast. I am Gus. I am Gavin. I'm Brian. I'm John. And I'm Gus. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We, it's Monday. It's time, podcast time. This ain't this the po- set. We're back at home. <laughs> <laughs> I I think we're we're gonna start doing more from the studio, but from the set. But uh, we need to figure out the timing and the pacing on that. We're not we're not used to it anymore. It's a lot that goes into it. Like we mentioned last time, like you got to organize the COVID tests. You got to figure out get, get everyone ready from the cast and the crew. Uh, and then also this time of year is really bad for allergies in this type this part of the country. So some people may feel like they're coming down with a cold or they might be sick. It's like oh, is it allergies? Do we need to be extra careful? So. Expect us to be safe about this, so it's going to be irregular here at first. Another Austin annoyance to add to the list, and I'm wondering if you're aware of it already. Like, it's on the level of, like, the grackles, the Austin allergies. The grackles uh, rule, by the way. Traffic. I have no problem with the grackles. People have problems with the grackles. You have your own <laughs> issues with the grackles. They're just birds. Leave them alone. Um, but... <laughs> It's something that happens specifically in the, uh, like the hiking trails of Austin and that the area where like they're like the Greenbelt area and like West mm-hmm. Austin, everything like that. There's a time of year where for some reason we have these worms that all decide that they get to this like stage of their development, you know, like uh, they're like, they're like, like caterpillar kind of worms kind of things. And they all from trees descend like Spider-Man oh, on yeah. single threads of, of yes. stuff. And they just hang. They're one just was they're, out, one was outside my door this morning. I know exactly. It's what not you're just talking. one. If you live in an area, there's a bunch of trees. It's just a drapery of like that, like feeling of a spider web on you, but it's just everywhere. And then just you're covered in these worms. They're called canker worms. Like how bad of a name do you have to give Is these? Is that things? really what they're called? Canker worms. I don't canker. know. My neighbor said that. And I believed him. So what are they doing? Um, they hunting, oh, they they're are. Trying to, they're trying to catch flies in that. I think the thought is like the way that I've got to look this up, but I assume that a lot of the way that like reproduction in nature goes is just like make as many babies as possible because 99% of them are going to die and spread out as much as possible so that your, your, you know, propagation of your gener, you know, your, your seed goes for forever. So I think they're meant to be caught on things that then spread them around and take them out to be spread around. And so I think that's what we're doing because I can't imagine there's any other reason to descend other than to be literally caught by things like someone blowing on a daffodil or something like that, or a dandelion and blowing all the seed out. Like that's what it is. But as like a hiker and a trail runner, all you're doing is just like, I can't Whoa. imagine anything more disappointing than blowing on a daffodil. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing for me. Whatever, those D word flowers. When they, oh. when they grow up, the canker worms become geometer moths. Which <laughs> oh, I thought they became sores. I lost track after Gen One. I don't know those Pokemon. <laughs> Can I? I, I want to make a confession because uh, you brought something up that reminded me about it, John. Um, I was born in Austin, 
you know, I lived here when I was young, moved away, moved back to Austin 23 years ago now. Uh, so I've lived in Austin really long time. I've never been to the green belt. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, do you want to go on a hike with me? If, if someone told me, I'll give you $20 to go straight to the green belt, I wouldn't know where to go. <laughs> like, I'd be like, it's over by Barton Creek Mall? Question mark? I think. I'm, yeah. I was yeah. like that about Barton Springs for years. And then <laughs> That's I what actually I was, I was about to like, ask. Oh, this is Gus, just really cold. Like, it's nice, you, but it's really cold. Gus, do you know where Barton Springs Pool is? Yeah, I used to go to Barton Springs Pool all the time. There was a period in time where... I was unemployed for a while, and I would just spend uh, all day out there. So I do know where Barton Springs uh, is, but I don't well, know. Then, what were you, what were you doing this. there? I would go down, and I'd, uh, I'd just, like, <laughs> spend all day reading books. I'd just go down and, like, because uh, I was trying. I think I Gavin thought industry. you were, that was your job somehow. Oh, that no. you, you were unemployed, no, so you I went to I just can't imagine the... Gus voluntarily going outside where there's a bunch of people. Sometimes just, naked I mean, people. Because because it was during the week, so it was never crowded, because I was unemployed, so I didn't have a job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I would go in the middle of the week, and i just sit there. And also, this was like yeah, 20 no years ago. Yeah, no one yet. Austin had like half the population it does now. So it's like I'd just sit there and read. I like the idea of Austin back then. You're just kind of waiting for everyone to show up. Was anything busy? The draft house. You always had to wait. The, the original yeah. draft house. Yeah. But like, people liked that. Like, people, like Bernie used to bitch about this all the time. When they wanted to set assigned seating at the original draft house, people got mad talking about how waiting in line was part of the experience. But like that shit sucked because sometimes <laughs> at the original draft house, you would go and you'd wait in line and it would sell out before you could get a ticket. So it's like you waited in line <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no, we're out. We're done. Oh, OK, I guess I'm not going to watch the movie today. It's funny to think that there was a point when I moved here from California that the idea of pre-ordering your tickets and getting in a, like getting your tickets well before you're going to go to the movie, like maybe even like days in advance was the most like obscure idea to me that that was like, I could never be bothered to do that. Like who, who plans their movies that far in advance of like when they're going to see the movie, what time I was so used to the old way of just like, you decide a movie you're going to see and then maybe the day of, at best, you know, either call movie phone or read movie through the phone. newspaper for the movie times. Yeah. yeah. And then go. Or even in some instances, just go to the theater and see what's the closest time. People would do that a lot when I worked at the Riverside 8. They would just come. And if whatever they wanted to see was sold out, they would be like, well, what else you got? What else is starting soon? Yeah. And yeah, we would sell it. We wouldn't completely sell out a movie. You would sell it down to like five seats or something. But yeah, people would just, oh, I want to go see something. I'm like, okay. I had the weirdest interaction where I was in line. I've at the very least never been that person where like, I, I, I had like a certain level of planning of what I was going to do for the movie theater, what I was going to go see. But I was in line one time to buy my movies tickets. And I heard the couple next to me deciding in line what movie to see and even not even knowing what the movies are they were just reading titles and going that sounds interesting i'm like that's a level of trust in filmmaking i don't have like just, just a title of that. yeah i wonder they, they, were, they were there they were there to see a movie and didn't matter what it was they were just like ah let's go see what that one is what's what's, what's, what's bad the boys biggest, what's the biggest like shit movie name to epic movie ratio that there is <laughs> I wonder what would like be a, like the best gamble. Like an a, underwhelming movie title is what you're looking for, right? Yeah, but a really a good, title, movie. But good movie. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Boyhood makes a bad pretty, movie pretty title. lame movie title, but it was that's I, a lame I movie, anyways. Ah, oh, <laughs> God, what's a what's a bad title but a good movie? Princess Bride. Yeah, that's pretty well, good. Yeah, that's good. That's I don't good. think that's a very like. Uh, 
all-encompassing like a title that really sells the fantasy epic that you're about to watch and then it's just like it's just princess bright what the hell is that and then you go see a movie and it's one of the best movies of all time <laughs> uh so unfortunately I, I was trying to see if i could call a movie phone here while we were doing the podcast but they shut down their phone number in 2014 <gasps> so you can no longer call movie i can't phone. believe they made it that long that's a good run. That's, that's a <laughs> long run. It's like seven years <laughs> after the smartphone. Yeah, exactly. In 2014, somebody's like, yeah, let's, you know what? Let's go. I feel like people, though, pick a candidate to vote for in the same way. Like, they just look at the names and like, boop, I'm going to go with that. Like, I, not everybody, but some people just vote for the most arbitrary reasons. Like, I liked his hair. Some good suggestions coming in in the chat. Uh, Primer. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Shrek. <laughs> I don't think that one. <laughs> I think that's actually good because I don't think you'd be able to like that. Doesn't sell it, like Star Wars sounds at least epic in some way, right? Like, There's a war, but, but Shrek is just like whenever it's just like those name movies, uh, and even like an obscure name like Shrek. I don't think that would that's a in very good uh, inclination in the movie. But Shrek is amazing. It's one of the best anime movies of all time. V two Blast has a good suggestion. He said Moon. Moon's good, maybe. Yeah, but it's just like such a generic name. Moon. Like, yeah. But, but I don't think that'd be a shocker. Like, I would be expecting a story on the moon. So I feel <laughs> but, like I could guess a lot of it. But Moon's a pretty amazing movie. It's a, really it's a pretty movie. underrated movie, isn't it? Yeah. That's a. Uh, and Matt Barry's Ryan... in that movie for some reason. What's the director? Is that Ryan yeah. Johnson? Who is that? No, that was. Uh, what's his name? Um, he did Warcraft. Why oh, it was Duncan Jones, wasn't Duncan it? Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones. Duncan Duncan Jones. Jones. Yeah. It was uh, Zoe Bowie. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was like a generic white boy name. <laughs> I remember Ryan the Johnson, time... <laughs> Duncan Jones. Like those are like right up there with like just generic white boy John names. John Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Like that stuff. I remember thinking Reservoir Dogs, like, what the hell name is this for a movie? And then it was like one of my yeah. favorite Whoa. movies ever. Yeah. Oh, it's a bank heist. Really awesome movie. Yeah. Why is it I... called Reservoir Dogs? I don't know. It's one of no those idea. things. I don't think it's ever been explained. Yeah. I, I think he's been asked, but I, I don't know if, I think he's always just been cagey about it. And why is Inglorious Bastard spelled wrong? I think it was because there was an earlier movie called Inglorious uh... Bastards. I think it was to avoid confusion. <laughs> totally different. Ours like, is misspelled. <laughs> it's like got an E. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I like movies. I, I miss I miss going to the theater every week. I feel like I look at the Draft House app or website and I'm like, I want to see a movie. But it's like, there's, you know, with the pandemic still going on, uh, you really can't. They're only slowly opening up and there's right. really no movies coming out. It's like, I don't want to watch an old movie that I've seen hundreds of times. I don't want to go see it again. It's like, this weekend, I don't want to go watch Days and Confused again. Oh, this this actually cast reunion of Days and Confused. Uh, I yeah. don't want to watch Jurassic Park again. <laughs> Why not? Or The Exorcist. What's wrong with Jurassic so Park? Many, I've seen Jurassic Park so many times, dude. I don't want to watch. I, I'm old enough. I saw it in the theater already when it came yep. out. I don't need to yep. see it again. <laughs> yeah. Optimal experience. Yeah. Did you ever do the thing when you were young and go to the double feature when you weren't supposed to? Just walk right into another one? And uh, do, uh, a friend of mine I, did that with, uh, we did it with three movies in a row. Just boom, 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 boom. I did it once. Uh, and I was totally anxious the entire time because I was goody too. As I, I'm not, I'm not a rule breaker. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I know what you mean. And uh, and I'm, I, was, I was a good little Christian boy. That's what I was. 
Um, <laughs> I, I not anymore. Now I'm just a raging heathen. Uh, I, I, grew went... in, I grew up in such a small town. Our movie theater only had three screens, and they, like, <laughs> all three doors came out right in front of like the the counter and the the, the, the snack sale. So like people would see if you walked out of one and walked into another. So it's like you'd you have could to never do that. Fully Ocean's Eleven that to try yeah. to get to the next yeah. movie theater, and they <laughs> probably recognized you and would have called your mom or somebody. Exactly. Like, yeah, Gus is uh, steal. He owes us three fifty for that it movie. Was... Yeah. Four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw my. I, I had a friend convince me to go see Honey, the Jessica Alba dancing movie. Yep. And then we followed it up with uh, Last Samurai, Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> and we hid different. in the bat. We hid in the bathroom, in between. Yes. <laughs> Because there was like enough time that we couldn't just heat go straight. Pass. So yeah, we, it was like GTA Five style, where we had to wait for the stars to go down, and then we went to the next movie. Movie heist. <laughs> we did. Uh, we did. This was the most 1999 trifecta. It was. We saw American Beauty, and then Three Kings, the the Iraq War movie with George Clooney. Yeah. And Mystery Alaska for the Capper, which was very that? bad. It what was a, a Russell. Bad... It was a hockey movie with Russell Crowe. It was not good. <laughs> the, what, the a, only... what a terrible trio of movies to get yeah. to see at this point. <laughs> the, like those three only... movies, I would not imagine at any point wanting to watch any one of them right now, much less all three in a row. This episode of the Received Podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Even since before the pandemic, I've been trying to minimize interaction with the outside world, and that's why I love DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now, right to your door, and now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash, like drinks, snacks, or other household items, delivered to you in under an hour. Ordering is super easy. You just open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. Come on, what's not to love? With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants. So easy to use. It's pretty much everything I want. And even with dietary restrictions, you know, if I'm eating plant-based or whatnot, simply get exactly what I want just with the tap on my phone. You can do the same thing. Trust me. It's so easy. Uh, for a limited time, you get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code ROOSTER2021. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download DoorDash app in the App Store, enter code ROOSTER2021. It's like the year 2021. Get it? ROOSTER2021. Don't forget, that's code ROOSTER2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. The only time I ever snuck in to see a movie, I'm trying to look up something to verify it. I was waiting in line. I was here in Austin. I was waiting in line to buy tickets for The Phantom Menace. Uh, before because you have to go in persons before you can buy it on the internet, and um, I was like waiting, and the line wrapped around the theater. So like we were waiting in the back, uh, uh, the theater, like you know where no one ever goes, like where the dumpster is and shit like that. And someone like I was waiting right by the door next to the theater, and one someone just opened the door from the inside yes. and like looked around, saw the line, was like, "You want to go watch Go? It's it's starting right now." I was like, "Okay." So <laughs> I just walked into the theater and watched Go. That was a way better movie than Phantom it was, Menace. It was too. a way that, better movie. I loved Go. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get into fights with Bernie and Jeff all the time because they hated Go. And I, was like, I don't think Go I know the movie, movie. Go. It was, it was awesome. Uh, yeah. Doug Lyman directed it. Uh, it had um, uh, the, Katie, the woman from Ka Dawn of Ka the Dead. 
Yep. Ro- Sarah Polly, Timothy Sarah Oliphant, Polly. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, that's it. That's who it is. It's on Hulu. <laughs> if you want to watch, watch it tonight. It's uh, very much of its Tay Diggs is in it. Uh it's very much of its time that I think it's what late nineties or something. Yeah. yeah, it it was really good. I, I agree. It was great. I love the idea in general of sneaking into a movie though. And just the fact that you're just stealing something with your eyes. <laughs> like, like, no, don't look. For, forget yeah, it. Yeah, everything it. you saw. <laughs> uh i liked in chat I, I didn't want to miss uh faux chrome had another uh good addition to two movies seeing that are as as different as honey and last samurai they saw terminator salvation and then went to see cars 2 <laughs> wow which was salvation that was the christian bale one yeah okay that was where we- arnold schwarzenegger was entirely cg i think because he couldn't make the shit yes and christian bale screamed at someone on set that's the only reason they should have been moving that that damn light while he was trying to act (laughs) (laughs) people kept bitching i i I intentionally hadn't seen terminator dark fate which was i think the most recent one because people talked about how awful it was and uh, a couple of weeks ago, I watched it. It was like on Hulu or something. Right? I didn't have to pay for it. So I just watched it. It's like, it's not bad. I mean, it's not like the best movie in the world, but it's fine. Like, I thought I was going to watch like the worst movie of all time based on how people yeah. talked about that movie. And it was okay. Yeah. I mean, like, what I are they comparing know... it to? Are they comparing it to Terminator 2? One of, one of like the greatest movies ever. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's no, just not, just, just nowhere near as good as Terminator 2. <laughs> if you go in just like expecting a dumb action movie with a time traveling robot, why not? <laughs> it's fine. It's, everything's fine. I, maybe it's also like I've been so starved for new content and stuff I haven't seen before because I've been locked inside my house for a year. Your bar sets so low. Like if it's just a professionally done movie, you're like, that was okay. There was yeah. acting and credits and I noticed some special <laughs> effects and I liked it very much. Would anyone complain if there wasn't credits? If it just went to black? <laughs> <and that was-> <laughs> I think they should start running them at the beginning of movies now. I, was, I mean, they my... kind of used to. They kind of used to they have used like to. lengthy upfront yeah. credits, didn't they? Yeah, my daughter was watching Snow White, and it's like, boy, yeah. he he thanks every single animator by name. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah, all the Disney old movies, especially the ones like you buy like in the old like VHS clamshells, those mm-hmm. all had uh, all the credits up front, um, or at least like a good chunk of them, or like a big musical number that they kind of still do yeah. with all the james yeah. bond films mm-hmm. why am i so low down today i don't think i, don't I changed anything <laughs> what? i'm like half <laughs> get your posture figured out gavin i want to comment someone in chat said that it's on hulu who is it copy break said it's on hulu i didn't have to pay for it i pay for my hulu i understand that I mean, yeah. meant, like i don't have to pay extra like it's not like a disney plus thing where it's like you can watch this movie for 30 dollars, even though you already pay for the service it's like, oh i happily pay for those and brian will uh, join with me on this because you will do things to occupy the children uh, oh God, it, that uh, it has really been great for them like all the sesame street they've had to watch and all it's been educational yeah. honestly it, i call it their zoom classes you got to keep the little tax write-offs uh, entertained. <laughs> I don't get to c- claim them as tax write-offs anyway, so it's not even that for me. Wait, uh, what? That, yeah. I, I was talking. I don't I claim I my kids about... as tax write-offs. I'm not the. Uh, I'm not the. Uh, oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, what's the term we're looking for? The, the, the uh, primary, primary something. Primary, primary custodian. Care, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about yeah, the cats? 
the cats. <laughs> you don't get shit for that. I'm not answering a question from you, Gavin, until you fix your headroom. You are a <laughs> cinematographer, and I don't appreciate this, okay? <laughs> Cinematography, hold on. Yeah. Oh! Fix there you it. Go. There you go. Much better. Uh, okay? I just rammed my desk into something. <laughs> Rule of thirds this shit, my dude. Um, but yeah, I was talking with Brian before uh, the podcast started. I was telling Brian that for the first time in my life, I'm jealous that I don't have kids because like, there's so many incentives and tax rebates for oh. having kids now. Yeah, I get none of them, but I just pay for them constantly. Just have a solar panel. <laughs> Dude, I'd be freaking pissed if I invented the solar panel. It, and it took all of this time. Like, if, if I invented the solar panel, I'd be like, I've just, I've just saved the planet. Job done. And then yeah. nobody uses them for decades. Yeah. And we're still burning oil. I'd be livid. That was, that was a really good invention, that. Well, they, you... they're, they're, they're getting better. <laughs> They've been expensive and they, they, they get more they efficient. Take a lot yeah. of, they take a lot. They used to take a lot more energy to make than they would produce. I'm just saying it, it was time, too but... soon. If, if, either, yeah. if, there, if we were like four years away from running out of finite you know, fuel resources, and then it was invented. Everyone be scrambled. Everyone be hopping on that, no matter the price. <laughs> yeah, they've been with us too long. That's it the problem. It was invented yeah. like a lifetime from the end of, you know, <laughs> fossil fuels. There's, um, but there's, there's even like more, or not even. It's not quite the same thing. But there's also other simple ideas that exist out there. Like I don't know if you saw like last week or the week before. That was that uh, new new kind of white paint that someone invented they're like if we just paint the tops of buildings with this white paint it'll reflect like 98 percent of the sun yeah back up yeah, yeah. at it it's like why don't we just paint the tops of our <laughs> of our roof white like you, everyone has to either put a solar panel on your roof or paint your roof white pick one <laughs> <laughs> that's we, gonna we... be so funny if that's the solution like oh we just needed <laughs> white paint to crack this case <laughs> I'm gonna mount I'm gonna mount solar panels to my kids and then they'll just pay for themselves. Like they'll just run around in the yard all day. Oh, yeah, you don't have to feed a, them. Just, uh... good, just hook it up straight to them. Let them be solar powered solar powered. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So who invented white paint? <laughs> where did how do you who when was white paint? When did that start? I assume you have to that that would have come later. Than a lot of other colors, because you have to. Why? Why would you assume that pigment would be later than other ones? I don't not know. Not as fun. Not as fun. Gets well, dirty guess... easier. <laughs> not as fun. It's not. Only <laughs> oh, black comes so later. So if it's not as fun, what's the most fun, Brian Gar? <laughs> like purple or something. Royalty, <laughs> okay, a nice okay. red. Oh, that's but, a good yeah. point. Like purple was difficult. Maybe they. Maybe black was the last color to be invented because they had to invent all the other colors first. I, I would assume actually black would come faster because of like even just the accessibility things like charcoal. Like they literally have, like, like yeah, I guess black they're not working pigment. from individual yeah. dyes. They yeah. just smash up some coal. Like they're they probably, find I, they were, they were probably sick of black too. They're like, we have to deal with this shit twelve hours a day. Like we don't need more black <laughs> in our lives. So I looked it up. It was actually there's actually an answer to that question. <laughs> there has to be. There has to be. What? When was white paint? Yeah, when was white paint? Fifteenth, <laughs> the fifteenth century. Okay, when was oh, titanium white invented so that Bob Ross oh could make little clouds? Nineteen eighty-one. I have a tube of titanium white. <laughs> Did you ever you ever hear those stories about like that art forger who only got caught, he would like forge uh, like super well-known pieces of art and sell them as they were originals, but they weren't. He had made them. 
And the only reason he got caught was one time he used the wrong kind of paint. Uh, I guess like he had to he had to intentionally go out of his way to source. I believe it was white paint. He had to source white paint that was manufactured before <laughs> atomic tests started happening because any paint manufactured after atomic tests were a thing had some radioactive isolation uh, in very small amounts. Yeah. At one time, he couldn't source the appropriate paint, so he used a more modern one, and it got detected. And they uncovered that he had been making all these forged paintings for years and selling like, for millions of dollars. This isn't the Mona Lisa. This shit's from Hobby Lobby. Like, you know, <laughs> There's a... There, you, you talk about a forgery of paintings. It makes me think about there's this one of my favorite YouTube channels, the the Bomb Gardener Restoration. You ever watch that guy? The mm -hmm. the the art restoration dude on on YouTube. Ah. He he sounds relaxing. He's, it's at that that's where he got his like notoriety and and the viral nature that's gave him his his subscribers and views on his stuff because it's it's very relaxing and he has a very chill tone as he talks mm. you through in fact when he first launched the channel he would release two versions of his videos one where he talked over what he was doing the other one that was like more of an asmr version of just just the sounds of him doing his stuff anyways there's a point in every one of his projects that blows my mind and some it gets even crazier than others because of the degree that he has to do this step of the restoration and that is he will go in and fill in missing pieces of the paintings that have been destroyed or mm -hmm. damaged. Mm -hmm. So there's literally a point in the restoration where he has to not only be good at like uh, at repairing paintings, but just painting. He just has to be really good at painting, and and has to be good at like mimicking the original style master of artist. Yeah, like there was a there was a spot in in this still art that he was doing. I was watching a video where like this bowl of strawberries on this all this still art of a bunch of fruit, but the bowl of strawberries. That area had been damaged so much that there really wasn't anything left of the strawberries. So he had to just paint the strawberries, but he had no source material to base it off of. So he was painting the strawberries based off of how the guy painted other fruit to make it match just the overall aesthetic Dang. of the painting. And that just blows my mind that not only does he need to know like how to get, you know, shitty chemicals off of like painting that's been ruined, but also like how to paint like a fucking master. That's that like I, I I'm always in awe of anybody who can do like some, something like that. Who can uh, first of all paint to begin with. Second of all, like recreate the work of a master. I just um, oh, the whole time you were describing that, I was like, that's really impressive, and I just couldn't get the image of that botched restoration out of my head. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, chat is will not stop talking about what's in my bed, and I love it. Yeah, uh, who, who's in your bed? Who is that? <laughs> it's it's here. I'll show you. <laughs> Hold on. It's just... It's two it people. Like, it looks like giant legs. Oh, it's like a hug pillow. <laughs> I don't think oh, wow. anybody was like expecting that. So it's, yeah. uh, Do you spoon it's, my, it's my pregnancy pillow. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're boppy or whatever. It's it actually... It actually is a uh, maternity pillow that uh, uh, pregnant women use to sleep with to support uh, as they sleep on their sides. But I use it to support my old back, um, so I don't get uh, uh, pains in the morning. But the, yeah, it looks like a dead body's in, or a person's just sleeping in my bed. I was so, looking at the the flashlight right below it. Like that's what it is. There like. Oh no, my water bottle. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this so you, is this is the problem. I will agree. Uh, this Gavin was screaming about working from home because he's having tech issues, but also like. 
I I need people to see less of my bedroom. I need people to not mm-hmm. be so much in my bedroom and and for me to constantly having to like clean and and sort out my bedroom. I need to be allowed to be a messy person and not yeah. Are you have messy the by nature? World. No, I'm actually not, but because I'm stuck at home constantly and just exhausted, uh I've been I, I kind of let the mess happen a little bit more than I used to and and then like clean it up around the weekend. Um I don't know. For some reason, being at home more now has made me want to clean my house less. Maybe because I'm just cleaning. Because I'm because you I'm living in the space so much more that like uh, clutter and messiness happens so much quicker. You yeah. Know, when you're not yep. in the space. You're not causing clutter and that kind of thing. But now I yeah. do so much. I'm just like it's hard oh, when you're either it. like really busy or really tired. They're both things that cause you not to uh, tidy mm-hmm. as much. Yeah. And you have like I, a, a room full of cats, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, they're all they're quarantined in the bathroom right now because they have um they have I've been enjoying the pictures and videos that you take where they're like sat in the ball sack segment of your boxes. <laughs> like so, getting all the all the knob juice all over them. <laughs> well, one, I well, no, I, I gross. I I'm 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 a clean I'm a cleaner person than that. Uh it's hot. It's it, getting it's getting warm out. You're a hiker. I can't, listen. They're very, very active in social kittens, and they and they love to they're they they love to be around people. But because they have such a bad case of ringworm, worse than most other kittens I've ever gotten, I've had to just quarantine them in the bathroom, and so they're going kind of stir crazy. So whenever I go in there to use the restroom, they are just launching themselves at me for attention. So, question: um, I'm not familiar with ringworm, but if an animal with ringworm gets spends time on the cloth that you put next to your junk does that ringworm go from them to the cloth to your junk oh. it could it totally could uh <laughs> i rubbing ringworm all over your junk <laughs> luckily it takes a good amount for it to not a good amount but it, it 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 hasn't transferred thus far and i've shown because of my interaction with so much ringworm because i've i'm fostering so many kittens and almost all the kittens that come from austin pets life kind of have it um I've recognized that I have a, a high tolerance for not contracting ringworm. <laughs> that being said, I literally have a black light in my bathroom, like a little flashlight, to check for ringworm on my clothes and on me when I interact with them because it glows uh, uh, in black light. I want to see some <laughs> of that. Give us some of that content. Yeah. I'll I t- tell you, I, I wish I could make my room dark enough for you to show. I'd grab a kitten and show. I might be able to. Let me see. Ringworm. Yeah, talk about stuff. Yeah. So he was talking about art restoration, and uh, I wanted to bring this up. I, you know, I'm, I'm not an artist. I can't paint at all. But I have a couple of paintings in my house that are just like generic garage sale paintings that someone then adds something into. Uh, and then they sell it online. Like I have in my bathroom, I have this beach scene that someone painted Zoidberg into, like coming out oh, of the right. water onto <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, sand. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll add like yeah. a stormtrooper or something. Right. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and I've got like this really ugly vase that like has gizmo hiding behind it. <laughs> it's like someone just took these like shitty paintings and then just adds something else into it. Uh, and they make, they make it look like that was there originally as part of that painting. There so was not some... quite the same as, yeah. you know, touching up a classic, but... There was somebody in a band who would do that with hotel paintings because they were on the road a lot. Mm -hmm. And so he would go and just sort of touch up these sort of crappy hotel landscapes 
or so, it might have been Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. Uh, uh, very current right. reference, yeah. But uh, he, uh, I think he would just like. I, I, I admire that stuff. I, I, I cannot draw or paint either. I've, I've also heard stories of people who take the paintings off of hotel walls and then paint something on the wall behind the painting and then put the painting back. So it's like ah. you don't know it, but there's like a really beautiful painting hiding behind right. the, the right. drab <laughs> painting on your uh, hotel room. <laughs> is that why a lot of them are just nailed to the wall and you can't move them? I think so. They don't want anybody fucking up their walls. I assume oh. there's just blood stains behind a lot of them, and that's yeah, it's just that they haven't gotten blood to, stains. or that the cleaning that the cleaning crew missed. Yeah. Oh, ring oh, was, oh, oh shit! Oh, there's a cat. Okay, it's a UV cat. You can't see it too well, but are we just looking at its head? <laughs> trying is to it, find a spot where he has a lot. through the fur. It's rave. Yeah, it's it at shows, a rave. It shows on his paw there. Oh wow! I actually it? see it. Oh, that's oh, crazy. Yeah. Wait. The, oh, I see it. Yeah. Oh, how wow. it shows through a little bit. all that skin and fur. Yeah. So he has that on him. It's a fungal oh, infection. God. It'll show it on his face too if he were to turn. Who is that? He's not happy with me. He's like, What's stop showing me off. But yeah, he had, they they have it like right there on his. Can you see it there on his butt? That's one of the craziest things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right there. <gasps> that's so wow. mad. Yeah. So that's when it shows up. All right. And... I see you. Check your arms. Okay. Let, let, let's see. Let's see. Let's see that John see? Dick. You got ringworm? Nothing. Nothing. And, no then, ring and then check no your bed, worm. too. For... No ringworm. <laughs> see, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Looks like John is. Is safe from ringworm. I'm safe. No, I, I, yeah, luckily, I, because of how much they have it, I've, I've, I don't get it from them. Um, I still you, limit, I, I still limit myself a lot. Did you ever get it from them? If you like, I got it, immune? I got it once on my hand. Um, it really, it can range in like, uh, how, like symptoms you get. Some people get itchy. I didn't even feel it. It was just visibly there. I put a little bit of fungal cream on it, went away. That was it. Interesting. Just made you more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I absorbed it. That's, I'm gonna go put the kitten back. That's his. That's it's, John's mutant power. <laughs> the ability yeah. to find a ring worm. <laughs> this not, is Hank. Everybody say hi to Hank. Hi, Hank. Hi. He's my little ass. wobbly boy. It'd be badass huh? if if they got it in perfect circles around their eyes, and then they had UV glasses on. They basically do that. That's actually like the main <laughs> oh, right? place they get it is around that, oh, and they so do and they get it like that. Yeah. I was confused ringworm with tapeworm because I think tapeworm is an actual worm. That's that, the one yeah, that's in you your seen? gut, I think. That mm -hmm. And they pull that. them out and yeah. it's like 20 feet long or something. Yeah. But, yeah I think <laughs> ringworm's just like a condition. I mean, I know it's like something. I mean, it has worm in it. It can't be good, but it's Ro not the same thing. Rocket Guardian in chat said everyone has tested negative for ringworm on this broadcast. It's <laughs> 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 oh, a good one. This episode of the Receive Podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Before the internet, private citizens used to actually, you know, be private. But uh, think about all the sites you browse, everything you searched for, watched, or tweeted. Now think about all that data being crawled through, collected, and aggregated by third parties into your permanent public record. Having your private light exposed for everyone used to be something that only celebrities had to worry about. But in an era where everyone's online, everyone's a public figure. That's why I use ExpressVPN to keep my data private when I go online. You know, we've talked about ExpressVPN a lot here. It's because it really works. We use it on all kinds of devices, keeps data secure, it's simple, doesn't affect the way you browse. Uh, do you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there buying and selling your data without your consent? Uh, one thing they're especially after is your IP address, for example, which can be used to uniquely identify you and your location, but with ExpressVPN, your connection gets rerouted through their encrypted server and your IP address is masked. 
Uh, every time you turn on ExpressVPN, with it's super simple on any device, just a press of a button, uh, you're given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers, making it more difficult to identify you and steal your data. So if, like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash rooster. Get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash rooster. Go to expressvpn.com slash rooster to learn more. Uh, Hank's actually an interesting kitten. He actually has a condition called cerebellar, cerebellar hypoplasia, I believe it's called. He's got that wobbly cat syndrome. He, oh. he, he wobbles as he walks because he has an underdeveloped cerebellum and so he has equilibrium issues he has a minor case of it so he doesn't it's it he wobbles and falls constantly but he's not the kind where like you see the cat just constantly moving they can't you know control themselves um but he's my little wobble boy wobble that's a funny he's, word he's a little wobbler uh man the other day i was they look at that it's another cat uh the other day I saw something. I don't know if I've ever seen this happen before. I was driving here in Austin. I was driving down 183. And uh, I was driving behind another car. There's another car in front of me. I was a safe distance behind it. And uh, we're just driving down the road. Then all of a sudden there was like a big puff of smoke came from it. And I was like, oh, that was weird. And then when I you know, cleared through the smoke and I could see the car in front of me again, it was on fire. Holy oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> like, just... Not like engulfed in flames but there were flames shooting out the bottom of the car uh and it was like scorching the road like i could see a black mark down the center of the lane Holy uh, dicks. Was, like, was he trying was like, to get back to the 50s or something <laughs> I mean, and uh like he pulled over right away and uh i was like that's crazy i don't know if i've ever seen that before uh where it's like the car just it's driving then all of a sudden it's like smoke oh and it's on fire um, I felt bad. Like I didn't, I don't have a fire extinguisher in my car. Like I wish it was something I could do to help. I was like, well, can't do anything. i better get out of the way before your gas tank catches fire. <laughs> right. Didn't we see a car catch fire when I was riding with you once like years ago? Did we? Where? Did we, was it with, was I with you when we went to like check stop on the way to Dallas or something? We were, we, I mean, that has happened before. I swear there was a car that just was for some reason it was moving down the road, but on fire. And the guy was like trying to steer off the road while it was erupting into flames. Maybe I have seen it before then. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I feel like I've watched so many like driving fail videos or like car crash videos where it's like, I don't know what's my real memory anymore. Dude, I'm pretty sure of, I saw that though. One of my favorite subreddits is idiots in cars. Yes. Which is, yeah, which is just like dash cam footage or like people doing dumb things in cars and getting into, into, into wrecks. Uh, but it's awful because you watch it like I'm that people like that are driving out there next to me. Like at any moment through no fault of your own, some idiot in a car could hit. You. Oh, speaking of idiots in cars, I saw some severe road rage yesterday. In real I life? Was, yeah, I was driving down close to the capital. I was like, uh, what was it like Guadalupe and 11th, I think. And I was driving in one direction. I came to uh, a light. And in the other direction were two cars oh, coming at me. Shit. Oh no. It was uh it was a no no, it was a two-way at this point. It wasn't one way. I know oh, okay. there, this was a, like a two-way section of the street. And there were two cars coming in the opposite direction. One was like a white Tahoe, and it was like a blue Kia. And uh they were both coming towards me, like I said, and the blue Kia turned on its signal light, like it wanted to get over in the other lane where the white Tahoe was. Uh, and they like sped up to try to get in front of it, but the white Tahoe also sped up to keep them from mm. getting in front of them. Uh, then they both came to a stop at a light and we were both stopped at opposite sides of the light looking at each other 
and the guy in the white Tahoe rolled down his window and started leaning out of his car, pointing and screaming at the blue Kia, screaming, you're an asshole. Did you know that? You're like, really? Mad, like, off Road the charts. Yes, yeah, screaming yeah, yeah. at this guy. And, you know, going perpendicular up the other street was a, uh, a like an old man on a, like a Vespa. And he was also stopped. And the old guy on the Vespa just yells out, hey, chill out. That's all he yells, like, chill out. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the white Tahoe goes, and fuck you, old man. And, the street, <laughs> and he drove down the street. I was like, <laughs> And the guy, uh, the old guy in the Vespa just looked around like, what the hell is that guy's problem? That's the too guy, much. That guy. I appreciate him sticking so to his guns. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm pissed. I don't care if my dad is here to yell at me about it. I'm going. Do you I think would... road rage was created and spread to other people? Or do you think everyone would have had the idea to be mad in their car? I feel like it's just evolved. It's like a cultural thing Like you're allowed to be just a, a maniac when you're behind the wheel and you could be like yelling at people doing things that you would never do if you were just stood behind yeah. someone in a line but like where do it, people it, do people it, get it, like do people get a driver's license and then think like well everyone else gets annoyed when they're driving i'm gonna do it too i that's actually an interesting theory of like like i wonder why that combination of that environment interaction is it something like combined yeah, like, with the fact s- that we're all we're all like deep down scared to be in the cars because we know <laughs> the cars we could die any second in the cars? So anybody or does who... it get passed down by parents? Like people see oh. their parents getting really there's, annoyed. There's a great question in chat. Uh, Morgan Rebecca ninety eight asks, "When was road rage?" <laughs> I so. think it's like nobody. It, most of the time, I feel like driving is not a fun experience because you're either in traffic or you're like going somewhere you don't really want to go. So you're like stuck somewhere that coupled with you're in yeah a sealed environment. It's, it's like pro- being online. You can That's say whatever you want. Theory. It probably- so you're mad. I saw I saw kind of a thing that Gus saw too. That these two guys just pulled off the road. Uh, it was right in front of St. David's, and they both jumped out of their cars and like just started swinging at each other. Like they Jeez. just fully like went on and like I I just sort of drove past them, but I was like, oh, I should I could have shot that. Like that would have gone viral <laughs> if I could have just like this little street fight. It's probably the combination of like several things, including what you just said about how like it's turned into something that's now like an inconvenience, like with traffic and all that kind of stuff. But then also it's got the same, you have the same level of confidence you get from being on the internet, which there's like this bubble like effect when you're in your car Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that there's like an anonymity to it, you know, or or a disconnect. So it's all those things mixed with like just the stress of driving itself. Like it's very stressful to drive. You have to be aware and and, and constantly cautious and everything like that. So it's a lot of like factors leading into us just being assholes in the car. Plus also, I think there's uh, an element of, being self-centered or having an attitude of my my trip and my journey is the most important and everyone else should revolve around that yes it's like, yeah you know even little things like why didn't the white tahoe just let the key get over like what yeah. does it matter to him like i mean it's gonna yeah. cause take an extra five seconds to finish your trip maybe um you know i think it's just that there's a lot of that kind of attitude with it or like when you're in a line in traffic and then there's always that person who just ignores the line and goes all the way to the front and then tries to like sneak in. Yeah. I was going to say always, it's always so inconsiderate. Yeah. There's there's a level of like the, the driving world there's like there are rules that mm-hmm. you are supposed to legally follow and then there's also like road rules that we all are supposed to abide by like that's one you just described where we're like well there's a line 
and we're all gonna act like we're supposed to wait in line. We're all waiting to merge here. Yeah. yeah. But then you but there is no traffic rule that says that guy can't do that. That guy can't go all the way to the front and just oh, weasel there, his way in. There there are like little once you've lived in Austin long enough, there are like little traffic hacks that you know. Like there's certain exits on 35 you can exit and then go and then get right back mm -hmm, on without going mm -hmm. through a line. Yeah, it's yeah. like old torf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all down there south Austin. Yeah, it's like it's not mm -hmm illegal like you might yeah. be an asshole if you do it and admittedly i do it when i'm down there right. <laughs> but it's like uh you know you're just trying to you're just trying to use the uh use the available links to your advantage as much as possible is there a youtube channel for that like austin hacks <laughs> it should be or a sub popular that's like I... most of living in austin like well, that's you know the best experience you get from living here for a long time is knowing what streets to take and what streets to avoid at any certain time. Like, oh, that street's fucked up at this hour. Right. Well, they're all fucked up all the time. But which street is the least fucked up at whatever hour you want to travel? <laughs> I, I definitely have been that guy, like, not letting somebody else over because I felt like they were trying to, like, get in front of me when I didn't feel like they were entitled to. Yeah. And then get in that. I and, and this happened recently, and I felt myself, like, speeding up, like, fuck you, you aren't getting in, you know? And, yeah. my, and then I realized <laughs> I've like, got kids in the van with me. And I'm like, what am I doing? This it's is like not, when you, uh, this it's isn't like when who I should be at this point. Someone's tailgating you, and you slow down to teach them yeah. a lesson. Mm -hmm. You're not teaching them a lesson. <laughs> yeah. You're just tailgating them like for no reason. Break check. Yeah. I, I've always loved the idea of like different scenarios just changing human behavior. Like at a sports game, especially at football games in England, very popular chant. Everyone just starts screaming. The referee's a wanker over and over again if they make like a decision that goes yeah. against your team or if you think it's a bad decision. But I wonder how many of those people, if they're there to shout, the referee's a wanker, if yeah. everyone else just vanished and they were on their own in the stands, <laughs> would they still be shouting it or would they be like, <laughs> <laughs> if they're just Continue. on the if they're on the bottom like the, yeah. the first row of the stadium literally feet yeah. away from the referee or even if they were just like down there on the pitch next to the ref yeah would they just be like oh, i don't i don't agree with that decision but i, I, well, I, doubt, I doubt they'd be like Wanka! it just wouldn't happen there's these characters in in ted lasso have you watched ted lasso gavin yes yeah okay so you know the characters that are the bar boys who are big fans and they are mad at Ted Lasso for not coaching the football uh -huh. team like they want. They yell at him feet away from him as he walked by and scream. Is that common? Is that, is that an accurate depiction of how some exuberant fans might express themselves? Yeah, I think it just depends how many people you're surrounded by. Uh, my camera's shit in the bed, so pardon me if it's cut <laughs> so you're stuck on for me. a while. <laughs> By the way, everybody should be watching Ted Lasso. It's one of the greatest series that's been created in the last year. It's great. I, I've, every time I uh, find someone who's watched it, I always point out that the the owner of the football club is Septa Unella from Game of Thrones, the shame lady. And everyone's like, oh, I didn't realize it was the same person. That's oh, funny. I that's that funny. I, I just appreciate that Ted has a very nice mustache. It's just good to, to see. It's just such a wholesome show. It's very fun. Yeah. very wholesome. It's very good. It's that's what my friend goes. It's the only show that's made me want to be a better person. That's <laughs> uh, it really is. Everyone yeah, should watch the episode like... before they get in their car and drive. Yeah. Every character is redeemable, kind of, except for the uh, the husband guy. The husband right. guy. He's the he's Rupert a total... Murdoch yeah. figure or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It yeah I... it it it's amazing oh. how they how they can write a show that isn't about. Like, it isn't about discord and arguments and putting people down. It's literally about broadening your perspective, acceptance, <laughs> kindness, and, mm -hmm. and hope. But it still maintains 
like entertainment value, humor, uh, tension, and all that kind of stuff. But there's like, it's it's almost has a moral message in every single episode, and that's that's insane that you can balance those two things because yeah. you almost think of uh, problems and, and and arguments and fights as being the only way that you can make a show work. Yeah, he's kind of this Pollyannish character at first. You think, you but then you realize you like, can't he's make got references a lot more like Pollyann in this podcast, Brian. You can't make <laughs> references like Pollyann. Pollyanna, Pollyanna. The, ha- yeah. Haley Mills, the one, you know, but yeah, just this sort of, but uh, yeah, you're exactly right. It, but it, it is, it, it's more about it, the message seems to be that like, I, I don't like overcoming our differences. Like we're all sort of more alike and sort of want love and need love and want understanding. And it's just like, he's like constantly trying to break down those barriers. It seems like. Yeah. That whole monologue he does in the, the dart room scene oh, loves, where he talks yeah. about being curious and that everybody mm-hmm. who's who's so narrow-minded about other people it's because they're not curious about other people and right Pat blake bishop said uh ted legendary all skulls on i, I get it i get yeah. that reference mm-hmm. i appreciate it uh the- so you, so someone mentioned game of thrones i read this article i think it was over the weekend that it was the 10-year anniversary of the premiere of game of thrones and it seems like it's a lot longer than 10 years ago that that show first came mm-hmm. out like I think it feels like five years since the finale. How long has it been since the finale? Only like three years? I think it's um, only three, only three years. Oh, is it, two, two or three years? Is it really? Uh, the last year I just wrecked my perception of time. Yeah, I guess it's, three. It's amazing no, how <laughs> it's amazing how like opinion of that show changed so drastically around. Like I I I don't know. It was like you you loved the early seasons, but then like the last season really soured that show for i think some people it's amazing how much or how quickly that show has fallen out of like the cultural zeitgeist that's what i mean yeah it's just like it was there were references there was merchandise like you heard about it constantly and then like after the final episode it's like it just kind of disappeared like i can't remember the last time i thought about game the game of thrones i read that article like oh yeah that show i i forgot like people are still still making constant references to like the harry potter franchise you know yeah, but we but it's or been like years Sopranos or things like that. I mean, or Wire. Yeah, but it just it did just kind of evaporate. But don't worry because the internet loves to rehab shitty things. So somebody <laughs> will start a big Twitter thread in a few years, and and it'll be titled "Guys, it's time we uh, told the truth about the Games of Thrones season finale." Or it's time we stopped <laughs> being babies about the season finale of Game of Thrones, and it'll just go and try to rehab. They did it with the Star. Wars prequels they did it with the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man's like they will they will they'll, they'll force some sort of fake uh, 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 I, I don't know like rehab of the last season even though it sucks and it deserves like all the hate it gets I might watch it all again it's just, it just I don't know how I'm gonna feel about knowing how it ends because you watch it thinking like ah oh, where's where's this little storyline gonna go nowhere uh, oh, what about this one? That's, uh, that's <laughs> no, not going anywhere. No way. Yeah, but uh, well, still, it's I'm such still, a good man, show, I'm, though. Like, it's a I'm great still journey. For the books. Do you the know what character? Oh yeah, there's still no. Last he is book. never going to finish that. Yeah, I you're, promise. You're, you're, As a fantasy happen. veteran, he is never going to finish. We I went through this it, with Wheel of Time. He will never finish. It. Has it been? I think it's been nine years since the last book. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Look. The character... And he's got one more after that. If this was the last book, Two? I would say maybe. But he's got two more. Yeah. 
never never is the, is the guy is the is one of the people you were talking about john and ted lasso one of the people in the bar yeah is that the the deserter guy from the first episode of game of thrones I don't know. Do you remember the be. first episode of Game of Thrones? The, the guy that's like, uh, yeah, yeah, the one who gets uh, by the White Walkers. Yeah, and he is, gets beheaded he... by Ned Stark. It's the it's the skinny guy the who's in the bar. It's the skinny guy in the bar. Mm. The, the little guy the... who screams at Ted on the street. Yeah. The last book came out July of 2011. Jeez. That's too much. I I. He's, but the, here's the thing: is that not only has he not written the book, but he news keeps coming out of him working on other projects. Yeah. Like he's working I, on other stuff. I He's not working all, on your books, guys. I reread all of the books, I think, three years ago, thinking this is the year that it's going to come out. I'm going to reread them all, so I'm ready. It was, I've, I already need to reread all of them again. Just read comics. Just read comics. They're writing Don't new worry. comics constantly. It, they never stop being made. You I, can I just, read I love the idea of people being annoyed that he's not working on them, though. Like, can you imagine being that successful, but you, you're not allowed by the world to work on anything else? It's crazy. It's, he... I feel like he shouldn't do any more out of spite. Just out of spite to everyone else. I think he is. I think your I, wish yeah, is granted. It's true. I think he's yeah, not. it's like it's a he, didn't do it he during, wants to work on. If he didn't finish it during COVID, he's not gonna finish it. Brandon <laughs> Sanderson is gonna come in and finish those books, I promise. Oh. I, I only read the first book. The uh the the you know, I've I've talked about the expanse that show on Amazon before, and I started reading the books, and I found out that the author of that book of the book series for the expense it's a pen name and it's actually two different authors who work on it and i think at least one of them maybe both of them uh were like assistants for george r, r. martin and helped him write some stuff oh wow uh, i wonder why they shared a pen name instead of just like co-authoring it's a pen name used by collaborators daniel abraham and ty frank uh, huh let's see um I'm on season two of the show. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of them was a personal assistant, George R. R. Martin. This was says, uh, yeah, it's a great show. Uh, um, uh, the books give more insight, of course. Uh, it hasn't diverged yeah. too much from where I am yet, but I'm sure it's going to diverge quite a bit because how do you, you know, what, how do you translate a lot of that stuff to the screen? I'm sure there's a bunch of storylines that end up getting cut, but really great show. If you're looking for something to watch, I can't recommend it enough. You guys it's on Prime in- too for free. So it's on Prime for free. Yeah. What's also on Prime is Invincible. Who's watching Invincible? <clears throat> Invincible is so good. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. Uh, is it good to the? I've read the comics. I haven't started the show yet. The, but I, love I think the, the show fixes some problems with the comics and actually adapts it in a way that it kind of fixes some of the. We talk about this in the latest episode of the Real Canon, available uh, tomorrow. Uh, I've heard Tuesday. of that podcast. There was a, a trailer for it on the <laughs> face podcast. There feed. was, there was. Um, uh, much to the chagrin of some of the members of Fuckface. Um, or sorry, <laughs> you got the button. There you go. I have it. It's the only button I have. I have the mini Go XLR. It's the only <laughs> yeah, button so I have. I... <laughs> uh, no, we talk about it, and we talk about how they fix a lot of things with Invincible because in the book, uh, the mom character is almost an ancillary character that kind of just becomes this terrible failure of a, of a drunk um, later on. And she still could in the show because there's still two episodes left. But I saw her drinking some wine in that last episode. Yeah, but like <laughs> she's like Sandra Oh, who's voicing her in the cartoon. And uh, she's doing a great job of, of giving that character a lot more depth and a lot more, I don't know, more value to the story much more than the, the books made it. Um, it's different from the books, Brian. I think it's actually, I think it's better. Oh, 
All right. I'll have to. Yeah, I, I, it's on my list. I've, I've actually coincidentally been occupied with the expanse and, and we just finished Ted Lasso. So I'm, I'm looking for something else. Yeah, I think five episodes. Episode five just came out this past Friday, I think. Uh, it's been really, I think there's going to be. Was it six that came out? Yeah, okay. six. Uh, came I think out. there's going to be. Is there? I think it's eight episodes eight. in season one. There's yeah. two more, and okay. so they they definitely changed the structure so that they could have a very specific thing. I'm I'm assuming happened during the finale, and it's a thing mm-hmm. that I'm sure Brian, you mm-hmm. know what I'm referencing, yep. but it's yep. a thing that happens pretty early on in the comic and then moves on to being about other stuff uh, for a while. They're they've stretched that out a lot more. I'm talking in code to not right. be spoilery. Oh. Right. I, Does uh, it get shockingly violent like yes. the comics yeah, did? The, that that it, like stunned me when I read. Immediately the comic. so it it okay. the first episode first it episode, shows that yeah it's like super gory. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, there's a great that one of my favorite sequences and it happens when Omni Man, who's the Superman like character, uh, travels through a portal to another dimension that keeps trying to uh, conquer Earth. It's the it's the aliens that like keep having a different uh, time. Uh, ratio to us and they keep coming to earth and aging too quickly when they're trying to conquer it if you remember from the comic brian i don't know if you read it that much uh yeah no i think so i, th- I think he goes he goes to their dimension and he's gone and his and 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 mark goes home he's like dad's gone in a good dimension and, and the wife isn't very uh perturbed by it she's like oh that's like a tuesday for him he's probably there t- talking them out of conquering and then they cut to him and they just do this amazing music led montage of him just going full you know red eye crazy on the planet and he just destroys their planet yes like, yeah. yes, destroys yes. It. like like creating sonic booms and flying through buildings and flattening whole cities and it's yeah. just like he's just telling them to be nice and not invade our our yeah. world anymore it's like He's glassing their planet single-handedly. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It was, that was a good... They do some good uh, sequences like that. Uh, I saw someone in chat saying the animation is as good as they wanted. The animation is actually is better than I expected from the trailer. The trailer sold me it on it as being like a terrible show. And mm-hmm. granted, it's definitely you watch. It's an animated show on a budget, and we can tell when you see a show on a budget. Um, they flex at certain points that I feel like makes up for it. And like a flex was like that, that sequence of Omni-Man going Hulk on a planet. Yeah, I think they spent all their money on the cast. The cast is like, it's an all-star cast. It's stacked. That, that show, yeah. Uh, and it's good. It's it's really, really good. There's no reason you should not be watching it. Yep, very, very good show. It was like, it was like the uh, one of the leading beginnings of Image Comics, which is like the number three comic publishers, like Marvel and DC and then Image Comic. It was like their venture into like superhero comics. Before yeah. that... They didn't really make a ton of superhero stuff. They did. They made some, but like Invincible, really was a a, a new era of them doing a lot more. Same author it, as Walking Dead. It's Kirkman, right? It's Robert. Yeah, Kirkman. it's Robert Kirkman. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I loved about the comic because it was a superhero, uh, uh, th- them doing a superhero, but it was clear this is what one person wanted to do. Like he is doing exactly what he wants to do. There's not, you know, I, I don't know, just a lot of the sort of long running, you know, Marvel tropes or DC tropes or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I'm excited. That's what I loved about the comic. I, I'm not current on it anymore. I don't know if it stopped, but I, I, it did. I was it with it for recently. a while. Okay. Um, maybe like, Again, same with Gavin. I have no idea how time works anymore. So I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was a year ago. It could be five years ago. Sometime in the last five years. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah I, I sent Gavin a link the other day. For, I feel like a couple of times here recently, Gavin's brought up how Im- it's impossible to like shut down a cruise ship. And 
<laughs> Make it when sound I like know, a I saw speed going too. on about cruise ships. You Dude, brought it up was... like two or three times. Two, but, two times. But Wendover Productions did this great video. I love that channel on YouTube, by the way. Uh, they did this great video talking about how the cruise industry, you know, essentially went away because of COVID. And they had to, you know, these industries had to do whatever they could to survive. And they talk about the logistic issues involved with some of it. <clears throat> One of the big things they had was, I forget which cruise line it was. I'm going to say Carnival. It might have been. I don't remember if it was Carnival or not. But like one of the cruise lines, like Carnival, uh, you know, they knew they weren't going to be able to run their cruise ships. So it's like they had 26,000 employees from all over the world. And, you know, at that time last year, there were no flights that they could take to go home because of travel restrictions. So it's like they had to figure out how to get 26,000 people home without flying them. So uh, in the video, they all the specific rights. They, they consolidate <laughs> all of them to eight ships. And they, they sailed or they took these eight ships all around the world, dropping people off back at their home countries. And the people who were on it the longest, they had to, all the ships originated in the Caribbean. And so it's like the furthest that people had to go was the Philippines. So there were some people who had to go from the Caribbean they had to stop in South Africa to refuel and resupply. They had to go to India to stop and refuel and resupply. Holy and then crap. go to the Philippines. It took them two months to get to the Philippines <laughs> on a cruise ship from the Caribbean. Uh, they're, they're doing some old school Magellan type exploring. Yeah. yeah. But so I can't imagine like all the planning that goes into that. It's like, all right, we're going to. We're going to organize all of our employees onto these boats. Like if, you go, if you're in one of these countries, go on that boat. If you're in one of these countries, go on this boat. You know, everyone has to go off in different directions. Like that is yeah, some insanity. It must have been just the heads of that company just standing over a giant map of the earth and just being yeah. like, what are we going to do? <laughs> We've got I boats and that's it. I like that they operated it like a big carpool at the end of a school day. <laughs> and we just stopped <laughs> yeah. off at everybody's house. What if you go on the wrong one? Oh, yeah. You're like, wait. Well, yeah. let's better go back to England. Let's better go to We're Southampton. At the, they're at the Philippines. They got one guy who's from the Dominican Republic who just <laughs> fell asleep that day. Yeah. <laughs> fell asleep for two yeah. months. Yeah. <laughs> it was a crazy video. It was a really good video. It's Yeah. Uh, window, all the Windower production videos are really good. Um, they're really well made. That, yeah. Is that the same channel that made that one about that airport that opened on that really remote island? I... Was, there was an was, issue with the airport. I, I want to say yes. It seems like their kind of video. Uh, what did they call it? The world's most useful airport? Is that what it's called? World's most shocking mm -hmm. police chases. I think. <laughs> <laughs> a yeah, personal was, favorite of mine. It, it was Wendover. There was like a forty-six minute long video about the world's most useful airport. What was the island? Uh, let me see. Uh, it doesn't say in the about. <laughs> It was like some yeah. small island off the west coast of Africa, if I remember right. Yeah, there's a lot of like really remote, like mid-Pacific islands, like Tristan da Cunha is one of them, where there's like, I think at one point, it's like the most remote island, but at one point the volcano went off, so they evacuated everyone to England, but then a lot of them hated living amongst regular society, so they all moved back to this remote island where there's, hmm. there's like one boat every few months to get off it, and there's no airport. But yeah, it's Saint, not it's not that island with the airport. It was like a different one that's nearby. Saint Helena. That was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like a very simple it's like uh I think it's mainly British people, but they have their own accent. It's kind of like off British. It's kind of, it's a really strange thing to learn about if you've never lived on an yeah. island, I guess. It's a it's a good video, and they get into that in that video, if I remember right. Um, so I'm, if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. Uh, and they're asking in chat who makes the videos. Wendover Productions. I also sent you a link to 
to the uh, was it the Wikipedia about that German airport oh, that God. didn't <laughs> didn't open for like was it like 20? a decade or something? It was longer, was it? It was like twenty years. It was the it yeah, was the it Berlin like, Brandenburg Airport. Why not? Dude. I guess it like it wasn't up to code in a bunch of ways, and it. <laughs> Just sat empty, and then like budget issues. Yeah, you read it more recently than I did, Gus. So what, it, what was, it was. It, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember it here. So it was originally planned to open. They started construction in 2006. It was originally planned to open in October of 2011. After five years of construction, uh, it finally opened in 2020. And <laughs> it was just like you, you. The 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 article about it is just so long about things that went wrong in the pro- planning process. Uh, the the thing that stood out to me most was. Uh, for the fire suppression system, uh, they had this engineer design a system where they wanted to like divert the smoke and hot air away from you know the built the inside of the building right to let people uh, survive as long as possible. So the engineer wanted they didn't want the smoke and hot air to exit out of the top of the building. So they had an engineer design this system where it would reroute all of the smoke and hot air down, uh, which hot air doesn't want to do that. Hot air wants to yeah. go up. Uh, so they had to, they had to develop this huge system to do this. It never worked right, and then eventually they found out the person who designed it wasn't even an engineer, that he had <laughs> forged his credentials, and it cost them nine figures to fix that. Yeah, I think just the act of keeping it because they had to like babysit this empty airport for so many years, and I think one of the like internal railway trains they just had it running every day with no one on it just to like ventilate the building just to like push air around and it went like something like was i think five or six billion over budget it was something wow. like that yeah i mean it was it's an absolutely ridiculous story uh and it finally opened what october 2020 it looks like it refused to op- it received its operational license may 2020 and started commercial traffic october 2020 14 years after construction started and 29 years after <laughs> official planning was launched that doesn't feel like a German problem that they would have. That feels like a Texas thing. That feels like something we would do <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. They're like, then, well, we tried to paint cool flames on the building, but they were all made out of lead. <laughs> like, I, and, then, I, and then I started telling uh, Gavin about this other story that I had recently learned. So I learned that uh, in Hawaii, the island of Oahu wanted to build a train system. And uh, I, I'm trying to look up the, the dates here. But I want to say it was also like they was they started in 2012. Uh, no, in 20. So I guess they started the process in whatever. They started this process some time ago. Uh, oh, in 2006. They started the process in 2006. The initial estimate was that it was going to cost four billion dollars. Oh, yeah, it was going to cost four billion dollars. They had a meeting the other week, like two weeks ago, and they decided the project is still. <laughs> 12 years away from being done. So it's like, it, it's not going to be done. It was, supposed, it was supposed to be done in 2020. It's not going to be done until 2033. And when you were texting to me, I was like double checking that you didn't typo it. Yeah. I was like, did you mean to write 2033? <laughs> what? How can you even predict that many years ahead? It is, it is such a fuck up. Like, I can't imagine being on that project, be one of the people responsible for that project, be like, yeah, we underestimated by a couple of decades of how long this is going to take. <laughs> well, like, what? I, I like that they haven't figured out trains yet, a Civil War era technology that they're like, <laughs> we don't we don't get it. There's, a, a, okay, wait, tracks first, and then there's a car. 
But like, that happened here in Austin when they tried to widen, when they, well, they finally did, when they wanted to widen Mopac by one lane on each side and toll, and that went years and years, same thing, years and, and it was like way over budget. Same thing, like the, 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 the toll, the toll company sued the construction company. Like it was a disaster. That's what I was yeah, thinking I, when I was, cause I think it was Peter Hayes wrote the exact figures on the airport. It was, uh, 2.8. Yeah, it was eventually like ten billion or something yeah. that it cost. But like, who do you sue in that situation? Like, who who sues who, and who can? Is it even worth it? Like, nobody could cough up eight extra billion to for their for their error. Right, what like, even happens in that situation? What happens is companies go all bankrupt. Like that's what happened here with Mopac, if I remember right, yeah. Brian. Like the construction company or the contracting company that did it just they ceased to exist. They just went bankrupt, and like, yeah, another company uh, had to come in. I, I, I think so, because it had gotten so bad that like the authority that ran Mopac, the transportation authority, and then the contractor, they were only toward the end, they were only communicating with each other through their lawyers like it had gotten. And I think, yeah, I think you're right about the contractor, like they just went belly up or they never built roads again. I don't I don't. It was something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, so it's like someone in chat. I don't know. What is this? Uh, sec near Diana. I don't know how to say it. I apologize. They say that they're living in Hawaii right now and that uh, <laughs> the people making it, that rail system, have to go back and remake different parts of it because it's already degrading due to the humidity of the island. Oh, oh my God. Just Maybe the up. real... <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's like unforeseen things. Like remember with Mopac, they discovered a cave oh, near yeah. like 6th Street and like all the little rare spiders that they had to like, I guess, shepherd out of the cave and I don't know, do something. But yeah, there. It's, so maybe it's just shit like that that happens. Too. It's not a Studio Ghibli movie. Just fucking gas the spiders. We don't need more spiders. <laughs> we don't need them. That's right. They're like mosquitoes. Get rid of them. Get them out of here. I like don't just build through. Gas them first. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hate about those. That's what I hate about those hanging worms that John was talking about. Because when yeah. I feel that silk on me, I'm like, "There's a fucking spider about to bite me." I have two seconds to thrash <laughs> about before I die. That's what I. That's what I think. Uh, yeah, just gas it. Be done with it. It's like extermination. I, just don't tell anybody and pump gas in there. And uh, oh, we just found this really empty cave with a lot of green <laughs> gas on the wall. So we don't know what happened. For some Bunch reason, it's, 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 a, it's a spider graveyard. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yeah. found them Friday and they were all gone by Monday. We don't know what happened. I mean, do spiders breathe air like we do? With, can you gas a spider? You can sure. suffocate a spider. They have, to, they have to have oxygen, right? To some extent? I think yeah. they don't have lungs. I think like insects... Get they have like, like spiracles. They get direct diffusion through their body, I believe. But they still process oxygen. Yeah, yeah. And require it. Yes, they absolutely Somehow. do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people in chat are are very split as to whether or not to gas spiders. We can. Uh, spiders is debatable. Mosquitoes, we don't need. We literally don't need them. Yeah, no. Get, don't don't they need. pollinate some shit though? Nope. Isn't there a reason though they don't? Nope. Oh, I thought there was a reason why we couldn't just wipe out an entire that, species. There sure is a reason. It's like part of the food chain, whatever the fuck. Just get rid of them. We, we'll, we'll solve it otherwise. <laughs> we'll right. solve it otherwise. You go way up like, oh, these birds will be hungry. Or just malaria and West yeah. Nile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It says like, they, that, mosquitoes serve as food for many species. Is what it says. That's what it, it helps. Because I, oh, I looked uh, it up. Uh, I looked it up a while back. I was like, why can't we get rid of all the mosquitoes? And it was like, other animals eat them. It's like, fuck them. Fuck them. 
Get rid of mosquitoes. I mean, if there's anything to get rid of, it's probably humans. That's probably the best thing for the planet. I mean, I that's harder. That's harder to convince uh, government systems to just uh, create some sort of uh, <laughs> they're, cap they're, on humans. They're working on it in Texas. Soon you're gonna be. You don't mean you will not need a permit to carry a gun. So I mean, it'll be oh, yeah. wild west out here. Insane. Uh, I'll change the subject from that. <laughs> i'm walking by i had i had a, a math moment where I, I wanted to figure things out and thanks to the internet you can figure things out pretty quickly with google and a calculator and i was looking at a, my apartment pool and for some reason i was i was looking at the pool and i was thinking about how like sometimes people pee in pools that's a thing yeah. but it's 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 considered taboo because you're peeing in something that is, you know, a shared uh, experience or everybody else. So you're not supposed to do it. But I was trying to figure out, like, what is the ratio of when you pee in the pool to the pool water? Like, we get freaked out about it. But really, like, how much urine is in the pool? And I looked it up. I'm going to walk you're, you through some math real you, quick. You, you are a dirty pool peer, aren't you? You're trying to justify. You're trying to find numbers to justify peeing I've in totally the pool. I've totally in the pool before. Um, what? But... <laughs> I mean, everybody it has. We were kid, like at the very, at the very minimum, I, every kid pees in the pool. I don't think I went to a lot of pools. Like as a like a toddler, I don't think I went in a no, pool. As a kid, you gotta, <laughs> like, kids got to be with all the time. Um, I don't pee in the pools now. I I, I go use the restroom. It's, it's like are you an indoor pool or just outdoor pool peer? Would you do an indoor pool? What's the difference, my sir? Did your parents ever try to scare you and say, well, they put red dye in there. So oh, yeah. like, if you that, pee, it's going to show up. Yeah. As a kid, I remember that. That, that whole like. Uh... <laughs> Did you just pee a little bit at first to test it out? And then you're like, Absolutely. Nice. Totally. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. A uh, try a, balloon of pee. Yeah. As a kid, I have, I've peed in a pool. As an adult, I don't do it. I don't pee in a pool. Okay. There's bathrooms well, good. Anyways, well, I was thinking about it. And I was looking it up. Average pool, 20,000 gallons of water. Damn. That's so, that's a lot. Average bladder, looked it up, said about two cups of water. Average. Some big or some small. Water. Of, of liquid. Sorry, of liquid. Uh, two cups of liquid. That is 0.006% of the pool when you pee in the pool. If one person right. pees in the pool. If one person pees in the pool, it is 0.006% of the pool. Okay, but what if they've been drinking all day? <laughs> I figured out, I was like, okay, what's another way to put that in terms of like, is it still gross? And I was like, okay, how, how much pee in a drink becomes too much? And so I did the math. A 32-ounce McDonald's Coke. To put the same amount of, I've got numbers. I'm looking at my numbers. Uh, like the same, the same ratio of piss. The mm -hmm. ratio of piss would be one twentieth of a drop of pee, or uh, uh, one fifth. One fifth. One fifth of a drop. So you'd be perfectly happy if I dropped one fifth of a drop of my piss into your water. Would you? Would drink you it? be able to tell the difference? I wouldn't want it there. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It doesn't matter if I can taste it or not. The correct amount is zero drops of pee in my drink. <laughs> can you confirm there's zero drops of pee in your cup when I'd, you go? I would bet you that one-fifth of a drop of piss in your, say, bottled water is better quality than the tap water in Austin. Yeah. Is it like regular pee or like I just had asparagus for lunch pee? That, <laughs> that's different. 
it's Anyways, too much. I it's I like much. figuring out. I figure out math, math things. Like I I read an article today, or, or sometime. Uh, Shaq was in a uh, engagement ring store, and <laughs> saw a dude in Atlanta, and he saw a dude buying an engagement ring, and he just bought the guy's engagement ring. He's like, I I got you. It was really. And nice he story. proposed to he proposed to his fiance. Did Shaq do it for him? That would yeah, be pretty Shaq, cool. Shaq took the, his fiance. I think you you could do that. Uh, but I I looked it up, and I was like, like how what is that to Shaq when he does that? Like he buys an engagement ring. Like, what does that what does that do to Shaq's like <clears throat> finances? And I looked it up, and someone had guessed, and obviously these things are usually wrong, but someone had figured out that through his investments and earnings from NBA, he was worth four hundred million dollars. Let's just say Shaq's worth four hundred million dollars. That's, that's big money. Average engagement ring in Atlanta, Georgia costs about $8,000. I'm rounding numbers here. That means that he could buy 50,000 rings with his net worth, uh, which means he could buy 135 engagement rings a day for a year and still have money left over. And that's like, that's an engagement ring to Shaq. But the story was nice. It said that he like, he, the guy didn't want to take his money, but Shaq was like, I do this all the time. Like I just go into a store and if I see somebody, it's like, I'll, I'll cover them because he likes doing nice things for people. So it's a, it's a nice. It's a that would be a cool. Yeah. It's yeah. a cool rich guy move. Yeah. Money, money is a crazy thing. I, th I think <clears throat> big num big numbers are crazy to get your head around when they're when they're actually money. Like there yeah. was that day where the Tesla stocks went ape shit and like they said Elon Musk made like twenty five billion dollars in a day. Yeah. And I was like dividing that. I was like, that is seventeen million. Three hundred thousand dollars a minute. It's insane. Once you get into the billion dollar amount, it's in. Fine. It's. It really does become a number where it becomes very apparent. On a moral, ethical level, no one should yeah. have that amount of money because yeah, of like the amount of what twenty five billion dollars, and that's not even his net worth. That's just how much Two, he gained. Two hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars a second. It's, I'll take it. It's, the the amount of the amount of change <laughs> that you can cause for the world in a good way that you are holding on is just I'm sorry yeah. you can't be it's, an ethical billionaire you can't be an like, ethical billionaire. Like, I mean, don't no, no, don't badmouth him. He did tons of good stuff for Austin when we were. Oh, I'm saying you can't you can't do a lot. They do a lot of good, <laughs> but when you still have that amount of money, like I, what? I you're, could you're, be. I could be. daily making. It's like that thing that like Bo Burnham says in his in his in I, his in his, in his uh, special, the Bo Burnham I one would... where he talks about. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I thought Gavin was making a statement about me. I'll shut up now. But it's like, I, I, it's like when you spawn a car in GTA with a cheat code. It'd be like, oh, sorry for talking about my cameras off. It'd be like a Lamborghini spawning in every one second. But that's the amount of money you're <laughs> I, I, I need a visual. I need a visual representation. If, I need someone to show me what it would look like in Los Santos if a Lamborghini yeah. spawned every imagine second and how, never left. Imagine how many Lamborghinis would be sat outside my house while I was on this podcast. Just like someone everything. in the middle of Los Santos, and it's just like, at what point, on a bird's eye perspective, does the Lamborghinis just start like filling up the city? <laughs> I tell you what. If I if you guys make me a billionaire, I'll be the I'll be such an ethical billionaire. <laughs> I will I will hire someone to be ethical for me full time. I will I will pay a full time ethical person on staff if you all, all right. send me the total of one billion dollars. All right. I don't like I've always wondered like what do I would not think of enough things to do with that money. Like I guess get like a bigger house and all that. The only thing I can think of if I had like big money. 
I would build, I would have a, a big room and I would build my own arcade, like a bunch of arcade machines and have like a movie screen and that like some recliners. That wouldn't even make yeah. Though. yeah Someone, but that's, all, that's as far as my imagination that's will insane. go. That's, which like, I guess means I'm an idiot, but that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> no, and I would I never think, leave that room. I think we do have a project now is that a year from now, we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll, we got a year to make uh, Gus a billionaire. Is what we're gonna do. So yes. a year from <laughs> May nineteenth, twenty twenty one. What we gotta get our views up. Give us an yeah. extra day. Four twenty twenty. Four four twenty in twenty twenty two. Gus is a billionaire. How, and how be much the first you, ethical billionaire? One thousand million billion. So let me see how many, how much money I need to make a day. <laughs> I need to make. <laughs> is this right? Uh, is that a billion? That's uh, yeah. I need yeah, to trying to find two, that's that's a sign point, of how bad it is when you ha can't see how many zeros i need to make 2.7 million dollars a day for the next Jeez. year All right. okay like huh. more money already than most people will see <laughs> you have to do that every day <laughs> for a year how yeah, many shirts from the rt store <laughs> we need to sell well, let's see okay we here's what we do we make a shirt that says Gus, the first ethical billionaire, and then we sell that shirt to we, help Gus no, become we, the first ethical billionaire. We sell it for billionaire. one billion dollars, and we have to make one. Uh, over the forty-year career, uh, let's see, those who didn't earn a high school diploma or GED, uh, wait. Okay, the median lifetime earnings for all workers in the U.S. is one point seven million dollars. So. You need to earn more than that in a day. In a day. In a day. And then do it. Yeah. And do it. Yeah. And do it every single day for the next year. Sell that T-shirt to Elon Musk somehow. Like put a funny rocket on it or something and <laughs> sell it to him for a billion dollars. I think the, the main reason that people seem to be fine with billionaires all over the place is that most people, it's impossible to comprehend it how is. much bigger yes. a billion yeah. is than a million. Like a That's million. Right. Is already a yeah. oh, I'm, I'm red now. Already a shit. Sorry, it's already such a shitload that when you think a thousand times more than that, it's yeah. it doesn't register well. Yeah, it's, you I think we think of somebody with like ten million dollars. That's what I think of. Like, oh, he's got like twenty million bucks or something. Like, no. he's loaded. I think yeah, if I'm... you have as much money as Musk, you have to just start. There's nothing physical you could buy that's going to be worth your time. You just have to start buying industries. You have to just pick like, ah, oh, I'm going to buy shampoo. I'm just going to own all the shampoo of the world <laughs> or underwear because you, no, you make I, more money than entire industries worth combined. That's why they get into space. I think that's why they yeah. do it because that yeah. stuff's so expensive and it's like nobody else can fund that kind yeah. of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's either governments or billionaires. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we're running out of time. I, I do. I, I needed to mention something before we wrap up. Uh, so I, oh, I, yeah. I got I to gotta mention this real fast. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we have a, a, our new D&D podcast coming out here real soon. We have uh, a trailer coming out tomorrow, yes. the 20th. So if you're watching this live, it's coming out tomorrow. If you're watching this uh, later, it's probably already out. Uh, search for uh, Tales from the Stinky Dragon, where you get podcasts. Uh, the and first if episode will be out May 4th. And if you want to help Gus become the first ethical billionaire, listening to Tales from the Stinky Dragon will drive up ad sales for that show Yes, and will aid Gus <laughs> I, in getting I, there, okay? I will paint my roof white. <laughs> if you, if everyone listens and Venmo's Gus $1,000, yes. then we'll be well on our I, way. I'll ask sales and ask them, how many listeners do we have to get 
to make Gus a billion dollars from Tales from the Sneaky yes. Dragon over the next year. And Gus will be the first man to become a billionaire from D&D. Yes, uh, the, D &D, the ethical D&D billionaire. <laughs> the ethical D&D billionaire. <laughs> That's it. That's the title for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, they were a, they were a rich D and D family. That's where their fortune comes. <laughs> no from. one could argue like like. There's a lot of like argument of like how someone became rich of like you know through yeah. like through uh, you know again unethical means. But it's like he became a billionaire from D and D, and the people like, <laughs> I guess he earned it. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. My brain can't comprehend billions, and it can't comprehend the sentence you just said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we need to wrap up. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll be back again uh, next week. And I don't know. Maybe we'll be in the studio. Maybe we won't. We need to figure it out. We'll talk about it yeah. internally, and then we'll let, we'll let you know. Anyway, we'll be back next week regardless. Uh, we'll see you guys then. Bye. 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 Hey, it's James, and I've got a new podcast called Wrestling with the Week. It's me and former AEW Tag Team Champion Scorpio Sky getting together to break down everything that happened over the last week. Video games, shoes, crazy news stories, wrestling, of course, all the things we're into. Not into wrestling? This show is still for you, so check out Wrestling with the Week wherever you get podcasts and subscribe now. What a week.